Hey there, welcome back to the Path Design Podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can always follow along on all the different platforms we're on, on the World Wide Web. And what are we talking about? One True Shepherd. We are going to bring this series to a conclusion. This is part three here. Um, we have covered a lot of ground. Hopefully, if you're still watching, this might be one where um, views really taper off as we go further and further along here, and that's okay. If you have still made it this far and you're not one that already endorses what I'm presenting, um, amen. Thank you for, for being willing to at least listen to what I'm presenting. There are so many people, friend, be encouraged. There are so many people all across this entire earth who are coming to an awareness of, you know what? I think that Jesus and the Christianity that I've inherited has some problems and has some questions that just somebody has to ask and somebody has to see, like, has anyone found answers for these concerns? <laughs> Shouldn't the whole Bible agree? Shouldn't the Torah and the prophets declare something that came to pass fully in Yeshua and perpetuated out the other side to fulfill all of the gospel requirements and new covenant requirements of the prophets? Many people, many, many, many people are getting to that place. And amen if you're one. Um, I'm thankful to be a small part, just a teeny tiny part of the whole. There are so many people, man, so many guys teaching awesome things out of the Word that most people do not even know are, are out there, that even exist. So, man, amen for what Father's doing to, to unveil our eyes from all these lies and deceptions that we've inherited. From what? <laughs> a false shepherd doctrine. A false shepherd that's led us astray and fulfilled the Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 13 warnings that there's going to be false messiahs and false prophets that come, and they're going to tell you to abandon Yahweh's commandments and, and follow other Elohim that you've not known. Don't do it! <laughs> Most of us have done it, realize we did it, and then we go from there. Praise the Father for our children who are being raised up in this, who are saying, you know what, uh-uh, I'm not following that new doctrine. I'm not. It doesn't agree with the Torah and the prophets, and I know it has to. Amen for that. Now I'm distracted again. Let's continue moving. Some more passages that I believe help drive home the great uh, concern that I've got over merely following these vain traditions, um, such as the Talmudic teachers did, because we wrapped up part two talking about how I believe the cyclical pattern that has just gone through the timeline of history that we see with the non-believing Pharisees and, and, and their, their Talmudic teachings, that exact same pattern is all around us in most churches throughout this entire earth is surely in a Christian America, where we say we hate the Pharisees. Man, I grew up with such a an animosity towards the Pharisees and the Jews that killed Jesus. Those idiots didn't know what they're doing. What was wrong with them? Oh, I hate them. <laughs> you know, but like, I had no idea that I was doing the exact same thing for my almost my whole life. And so let's just continue reading with that little... Um, that little principle at play is like maybe maybe the the religions of man christianity i would say um that has jesus replace yahweh the father and doesn't really look much like yeshua of the bible is actually just like a talmudic tradition cycle that we are in let's just read some text so i quit rambling amos chapter 2 verse 4 this is what yahweh says for three offenses of judah and for four i will not revoke its punishment because they rejected the Torah of Yahweh and have not kept his statutes. Their lies also have led them astray, those which their fathers followed. 
Biblical patterns, all I'm doing, I'm pointing, highlighting some biblical patterns. I love doing that here. I love doing it at my kitchen table. Deuteronomy 13, oh, here we are again, 17 and 18 this time. But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but allow yourself to be led astray and you worship other Elohim, other gods, and serve them, I declare to you today that you will certainly perish. Okay, so if you, if you don't obey, if you allow yourself to be led astray, which is right here on topic as we talk about the one true shepherd and all other shepherds, even if they do signs and wonders, lead you away from Father's commandments, lead you astray, and you worship other gods, other Elohim, okay, <laughs> exalting any other thing, any other one, any other one, to preeminence with or above Yahweh Elohim, you're going to perish, Deuteronomy 13, 17, and 18. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, We are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Which continues, why are we talking about this? By the trickery of people, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. So here we are again. This false messiah, this false shepherd doctrine comes, and, and there's winds of doctrine. There's trickery. There's craftiness. There is deceitful scheming. There is a plan at play, and we could take this down a few more floors into how principalities and powers have, have orchestrated this entire thing, which is why it fits the Garden of Eden deception and lie that says, you don't need commands. Those are burdens. You can't do that. Don't do that. Or it continues on to Christianity where Jesus did do those things so that you don't have to even though they say that man couldn't keep God's Torah, which is why Jesus had to come, which is foolishness, because Yeshua's fulfillment of Torah commands is what allowed him to become Messiah. So we have some real holes in this doctrine. And so we have to understand, in Ephesians chapter 4, there's these winds of doctrine, there's trickery, there's craftiness, there's deceitful scheming going on by what? false shepherds who have snuck into the sheepfold, in the sheepfold, amongst the sheep, saying, how about you go over here? Look over there. Look at that pasture over there. You don't want to stay within these horrible confines of Torah. Be free. Look. Go on. Look at that over there. Isn't it beautiful? Here we are again. This is unintentional, friends. Look at this fruit. Look at the beautiful fruit on the tree. Do you see it right here? Yahweh's keeping that from you. You don't have to obey his law. Come on, just take a bite. Friend, how can we not see these biblical principles and patterns at play? If we pay attention, we will see them. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, this is what Yahweh says. Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find a resting place for your souls. But they said, all together now, <laughs> we will not walk in it. Okay, here is where we've been, friend. Here's where we've been. We're going we're gonna to bring this to a close probably pretty quick here. Very short part three conclusion for this point. This is, the, this is a little bit further along a train of thought, so follow with me real close and be attentive. What many people do not realize is that the ancient way was already being left behind and abandoned in, in Yeshua's day in order to exalt the Talmudic traditions. Okay? If I could get this across to my Christian brothers and sisters, to my family, to people I love that for whatever reason just don't have the, the potential uh, ability right now to see this, 
It's it's Yahweh's timing. It's a miracle. It's nothing man can do. All we can do is say, here, would you would you just look at this? Can you study the word and consider? It's it's a it's a it's a miracle. It's a work of the Father. But let me repeat this, okay? And we'll move a little bit further into it, and we'll bring this to an end. What many people do not realize is that the ancient way was already being left behind. It was already being abandoned in order to follow Talmudic tradition. <laughs> okay? So when Yeshua comes, Yeshua is born of a virgin. He comes to earth. He grows. He, he, he matures in stature and in spirit and in obedience. And he learns obedience through the things that he suffered. And he becomes a man who's pleasing the eyes of his father. He, he perfectly walks out Torah to perfection where he is the, the spotless, blameless lamb, the suffering servant willing all the way to lay his life down. And in that process, he encounters a religious system, a religion that had set up such great pillars of strength that you dare not question it. You do not question these men and their doctrines. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Any, any, any one of us who challenged the Christian doctrine, no, it is a no-fly zone. You do not Say what I said in part two, that maybe, would you, con you never say this question that I said in part two that I'll say again so I can really get in trouble. Is it possible that the Jesus of Christianity is different than the Yeshua of the scriptures? You don't, no, don't you dare touch that. Don't you dare touch that. And so Yeshua, when he's on the scene, we have to get this in our understanding historically and practically. What Yeshua was confronting was men in power who ruled the religious system of the age that Yeshua was brought into. Father perfectly planned it out. It's no mere accident. Those men had already abandoned the Torah of Yahweh Elohim, and they had already firmly established their own religious doctrine. Okay? To be clear, please consider, as hard as it is for many to hear this, the leaders of Messiah's day had exalted their new way over Yahweh's commands, just like Christianity has done today. What Jesus was born into and moved and lived amongst, friend, is not much different than you and I today. Isn't that a, something to chew on? I would propose the ages are very, very similar the ancient good way that we just read about in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, the ancient good way, even there in Yeshua's time, was already becoming archaic and done away with. Fulfills the prophetic warnings that the Torah, the prophets, and even Yeshua himself told them and us today. It was already fading. Why? Because of the religious order was pushing their way up and Yahweh's way out. It had already started, friend. It was already well underway. And it just continued after Messiah came, set all things right, died, resurrected, ascended to his high priestly position. And then you had a couple generations. Well, you had, yeah, you had a couple generations, maybe. I don't know the biblical number of generations. I should, but. State church, it's over. <laughs> it just exploded from there, this religious mindset of, of again, cyclical, 
Nothing new. Nothing new. The Catholic Church, catechisms, Constantine, all these things were no new thing whatsoever. This is exactly what Yeshua encountered. Men exalting their own ways over his father's. And so again, the ancient good way that Jeremiah talks about was already becoming done away with, and it surely has now. Here we are, so far removed. So let's remember that our main text about a false anointed one back in John chapter 10, and he sneaks into the sheepfold, as well as the Deuteronomy 13 uh, false prophet text. Both, both of these are deceitful, and they both lead the sheep away from Yahweh's commands, and they present a different way to walk, a different pasture, a different place to dwell, a different um, guideline for living. If you want to get real official, a different governmental order. Okay, The adversary, Hasatan in the garden, said, look, I think what would be best for you is to remove yourself from the governmental order of the Creator and come out into your own, because out here you're free. In there you're in bondage. So eat of the tree, be free, which they did. And here's the, here's the thing. You can be free, friend. You can be free, and thereby you are banished from the intimate dwelling with the Creator. You're, you're removed. Another biblical pattern we could explore, perhaps on another day. So back to our main point as we bring this to a conclusion, for real. Anyone, I repeat, anyone that claims to lead another from Father's commands and exalts some other new way is a false messiah or someone that follows a false messiah. There's no biblical way around this. So what's our conclusion? As we talk about one true shepherd, let's go back to our text. Truly, truly, I say to you, Yeshua said, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and he is a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. We need to be alert. We are being shepherded by someone and something. It is the Yeshua of the Scriptures that endorses and exalts and properly places himself even. Obedience to what? What did he do? He obeyed to the utmost. He obeyed his Father's commands and thereby became the one true shepherd, the good shepherd, the fulfiller of all that was required for man to redeem man who would follow in his likeness to become acceptable in the eyes of his father like he was, well done, pleasing, acceptable. Many have snuck into the sheepfold, and they have one thing in mind, stealing you away from the Creator. How, 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 how will this happen? How? You know, you can hear people, what are they doing? Are they asking me to tithe? Are they, you know, <coughs> telling me false prophecies? No, no, no. I would just summarize lawlessness. Lawlessness is sin. First John 3, 4, what? We, we know the text. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness for, altogether now, sin is lawlessness. <laughs> Go your own way. Create your own doctrine where you're free. In conclusion, Yeshua told us that there will be one flock, one shepherd. Now, this is verse 16 of chapter 10. Um, as, as Yeshua is beginning to wrap up this parable here. There is only one way, Yeshua Messiah. He alone now, he alone is the door. Any and all who do not meet the biblical criteria for the good shepherd, yet claim to be one to follow, one to listen to, a doctrine to 
come underneath as your authority are thieves and robbers. So we need to listen well for his voice. We need to give ear to no other. We need to be set apart. You know, even set apart, like, I don't, I'm no shepherd. I don't know much about it. But like the separating of the sheep and the moving of the sheep and the, the rod and the staff and the gates and all these different, th- we're given all these metaphors for a reason, friend. Yeshua spoke in parables for a purpose. We know, lastly, and I just have to mention this because this is just so wonderful and I'll, I'll keep it under a minute. I have to at least mention this. This text talks about how the, the true good shepherd has to go through the door to become the shepherd of the sheep. How can Messiah go through the door and also be the door? Just chew on that for a few months. This is all tied into the great high priestly work, friend. <laughs> he purchased by his obedience and his submission to the Father in his subordinate condition and place and function so that he can become the firstborn of many brethren, friend. So that we go through and unto what he has already made a way. He has prepared the way for us to walk. I want to be found following the one true shepherd. I've been deceived. Have you? Just ask, won't you? Pray. Ask the Father, have I been deceived? Have I been lied to? Am I not even in the right sheepfold anymore? These are questions that I've... Offensive, yes, but need to be asked. So, friends, would you do that? Would you... Would you Go over these texts that I've shared. I, I, I say this all the time. I will send these studies to anyone who wants to print them out and read them and go over them and critique them and put holes in them and, 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 and like them or leave them. I believe the Spirit is saying, this is a time my sheep know my voice. I want to know my shepherd's voice, friend. And I want you to know him too. I really do. So thank you so much for watching. This is the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way here. We have seen it. We want to find it more and more and more. We want to walk in it. We want to go that ancient way because we believe, as the Word says, it is a good, good way. So thank you so much for watching. Blessings to you and your household. And Engage into the conversation of these videos. Um, thank you so much for watching. Amen.